0: Welcome to Pirate Living Podcast. We are your hosts, Karan and Kristen. On this podcast, we are highlighting ordinary people living extraordinary lives. These are pirates who take small, bold actions daily to create social change. Pirate life is all about rebelling and breaking the rules for good. Creating lasting social change starts by first breaking our inner rules. After all, the hardest rules to break are your own.
1: The pirates we highlight have dedicated themselves to creating good trouble. Today, we are sitting down with Lefteris Heratakis, a designer and lecturer at IE University. Lefteris is the host of Designer Talks podcast, as well as the Design Education Talks podcast. And if you've read the book, How to Be More Pirate, you will will have read about how this pirate has been creating change in the art and design education from within the system. So welcome, Lefteris. We're happy that you could join us today all the way from Spain
2: thank you so much it's a a pleasure to be here thank you
1: Mm -hmm. so you have been creating change within art and design education and shaking up the status quo so will you tell us what started you on your own pirate journey and brought you to where you are today
2: absolutely uh well when i started teaching uh about 12 years ago i realized that uh things were very different to how things were when I was a student and that the students were getting less and less and, and, and less when they needed to be getting more. Uh, so I started looking into it and I realized that, uh, I wasn't the one that was, you know, <laughs> crazy, but actually the system was giving students, uh, less for, and asking for more basically. So I went on a, on a large journey, uh, doing research into design education. Um, and I, I compared systems of many countries and many schools around the world. Uh, and then I said, okay, I, I'm going to start. And I'm going to start by gathering uh, a group of like-minded individuals. Uh, so we can g- work together and create something that hopefully one day will become physical. Uh, so after this, this this effort, um in 2019. I created uh, the first design education forum in uh, Alicante, and it was physical just before COVID. It was fantastic, there were 450 people. Uh, So it was started as an idea uh, with no funding, gathered support and I had help and people came and people came from all over the world uh, to have an honest conversation about art and design education in a a practical way. And actually this this gathering, November in November twenty nineteen is what was the idea behind Design Education Talks Podcast, because they wanted something to continue the conversation, not just have the conversation once a year. So Design uh, Design Education Talks Podcast came along. And um then, then of course it's been the Design Education Forum has been going every year and it was the second forum was virtual. Again, the third forum this year is just about to happen on the eleventh and twelfth of November and that's again uh, virtual for just for this year hopefully next year we'll be going going blended Uh, but it's really uh, about the fact that uh, things have in art and design education has been getting uh, more theoretical Uh, the students have less access to physical materials to workshops uh, to 24-hour studios Uh, and of course the pandemic has also been an excuse to give students even 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 less (laughs) than before Mm So um, I'm on this journey to, to, to give students more.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So when you, when you said that the students were getting less and less, I'd love to know more about what is that more that you're giving the students and what's the impact of that?
2: Of course. I mean, the, the idea is to, to build a curriculum uh, around practice Mm. and, and basically to give students opportunities to realize, uh, that in order to learn uh what is digital because many, many times the digital environment is a simulation of the physical mm-hmm. so also to experiment with the physical as as much as as, as they can get and, and and pushing the boundaries of course within the, within that system all the time mm-hmm. uh, in a world that's getting uh, paperless and wireless uh you know we also have to continue to remember the fact that we are physical as well, mm-hmm. and uh, every chance is is that we must go back to the physical as well as, of course, of course, experience the digital fully. I mean, I've been, <laughs> I've been with computers for many decades, uh, and I'm very much into technology and I, and I love technology. But to experience to fully experience technology, uh, we must also experience our physicality.
0: Would you say it's a return to more traditional styles then?
2: It's a return to to to, to practice based, mm. because uh, a lot of education right now is teaching swimming from books, mm-hmm. and it, it's very dangerous. When you have a, you teach you swimming from a book, you get your B.A. honors in swimming, then you get your <laughs> swimming, then you get your Ph.D. in swimming, and finally you go into the ocean and, and you drown mm-hmm. because of course uh, you've never swam <laughs> in, in <laughs> the ocean, mm-hmm. and it's exactly the difference between this encouragement of theorization of everything. And the culture of of research that doesn't that doesn't want to find anything. You know, I think a lot of uh, pure theory people are terrified of finding, mm. because finding would mean the end of research. Mm. Where my position is that we have found, and we have to apply what we have found. Actually, there's even a term for that. It's called reflexive research. So that's where you 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 research, you find something, you apply that. And then you see what happens and then you might do one more research to, to, to see what happens there. But it's the, in the application of theory and practice, I'm not just about practice, obviously. Design education has about 25, 30% theory, and but that needs to be reinforced by practice.
1: That's a, a really good point about learning how to swim from books. Um, I, I went to college and to learn how to be an elementary teacher. And most of my college career was sitting and listening to lectures and reading books and learning from other people. And tiny little bit was actually practicing being active in a classroom teaching. So yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of, even with learning how to teach was learning how to teach from a book versus getting out and being in the world and teaching actively. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, we did a similar degree. Actually, I did. I did mm-hmm. the you did the. You did the. Yeah, uh, there's two modes of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. But this is also a, it's a hard one. Yeah, yes, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. So it sounds kind of more like um, um, like a a technical apprenticeship, versus like with like a hands-on. Yes, um, I mean,
2: art and the, the biggest problem was when uh, art and education went into the university. Mm. Because we were and we are a college ap- apprenticeship, really, mm-hmm. where you learn from people that are doing it, doing it, and you keep on doing it. And, and I mean, uh, it used to be, for example, typography used to be a seven year apprenticeship. You went into a typesetting workshop and you stayed there for seven years. Mm-hmm. And then you were a master typesetter, you were a graphic designer. <laughs> but, you know, of course, I'm not advocating, you know, for example, photography. You know, it was, was a large carriage with a large horse and <laughs> take one <laughs> camera, you had to take a large, I'm not advocating that, but we have to combine. Mm-hmm. Actually, in this year's uh, Virtual Design Education Forum, there's a talk about letterpress press and how the, what you learn from the physical, from typesetting physically, you can then take to digital. And it's, it's that conversation that I am talking about right now is that there is no dialogue. There is There is a group that's just proposing pure digital. You know and then the digital there's no dialogue it's, it's just it's just this this perfect no friction no accidents no uh, happy accidents it's just it's just this perfect environment of zeros and ones yeah. uh so what, what i'm propagating is is dialogue between digital and and, and physical that the, the the intersection of which uh there's some very interesting things happening and now right now in photography for example in filmmaking people are going back to the analog older lenses in music they're going back to, to older recording equipment and, and mm-hmm. analog recording because it, because it, people have realized that digital is too can be too perfect can be too mm-hmm. too, too uh, unified.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. So, mm-hmm. what is the um, what is the social rebellion um, that you're doing with your work?
2: Absolutely. I mean the the conversations the conversations we're having. Of course, of course, in my teaching, uh, every chance I get, you know uh we're, we're going outside the the areas and and of course we're talking about uh, and I, we're doing things uh, for example in one of my um, one of the environments I created a whole new uh, class of drawing and that that class was drawing for design and this I was actually able to introduce a whole class of drawing in, in an area where there wasn't any mm. uh, and it's something that was was extremely successful. It wasn't so so, but it never chance of pushing the boundaries, whether within within the curriculum, uh, and within and within the areas that that you know within the constraints. Uh, at the same time, uh, design education podcast is really one of the few uh, honest voices that has a conversation, and and, and that comes out um, almost twice about twice a month. Mm-hmm. Education talks, uh, and that's as of an open and honest conversation. And some, and some of those conversations, uh, in 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 a in in a, in, a, in, a, in a systemic environment, would be considered you know quite quite uh, open.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, have I've listened to a few of the episodes, and there, yeah, there's conversation, open conversation about how education looks and how it could change and be be improved upon. So I've enjoyed listening to you and your guests that you talk
2: to. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the current one that's coming out, the Alex, mm-hmm. the, the, the um, Burton, um, uh is, is really uh, out there. I mean, it's not every, everyone is, is quite unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, every podcast is quite unique and different. It's not because, because the guests are selected for their practice, for their practice basics, real world experience. Mm-hmm. even even those that are, are more theoretical have had this, uh, a healthy dose of, of real world experience. So uh, the guests are selected that they have a passion for, t- for, for teaching mm-hmm. passion for design education and real world experience and that that is the, 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 the mix that creates uh, those, those interesting answers
0: mm-hmm. What are some of the obstacles that you've come across trying to make these changes into the curriculum?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> look, the, the biggest obstacles is right now that they're, they're, we're living in, 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 in a kind of a two-world. Uh, and there's the, the world that was uh, used to, 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 be, to be doing things you know, with the, with the pre, in the previous way. Uh, for example, education was uh, designed by the Prussians when they lost the wars, Napoleon uh, in the 19th century, to create uh, obedient... Scribes and accountants and soldiers, so the, the the education systems in school was created for a 19th century environment. Problem is, we are in the 22nd century, mm-hmm. and that environment doesn't exist anymore. So, the the, the problem in in early years, in school. You know, in, in in university, we try to to help, but the real change can be can be made in 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 primary early years. Uh, so there's two worlds, really. is those that want to keep on uh, repeating the old, the old world of education and the new world of education, which requires individuality, it requires expression in order to survive. Mm-hmm. It requires learning, knowing how to learn mm-hmm. and not uh, just, just following. So the paradigm has changed. So there are those who support the old paradigm, and that paradigm, of course, is having more and more problems. That's why we see that every day. We see that they are having more and more challenges. Yeah. And the new paradigm uh, is the new universes that are coming up. There is there there is the growing movement in education. There are many voices uh, that are that, you know uh, that that will will of course be become louder and louder because because the the. It is necessary just to survive to knowing how to, to to learn right now. Just to survive, because everything is changing and everything is uh, being uh, uh, disrupted. The disruption will give birth to the new paradigm. But 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 I think some of us are there before to to help to help even 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 more.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so in that. Um, how are you rewriting the rules for education and shaking things up?
2: Yeah, the idea. The idea. Look, I mean, right now, as, as you know, we're doing it in small steps. But mm-hmm. the idea is to create a school. Mm-hmm. So once once that school is created, then we'll be able to do it in 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 in, in full scale.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: So now and, you're you're doing it within an existing system, and you'd like to create. We're
2: doing a within system. an existing system, and of course we are we are finding ways and creating, organizing like minded people, mm-hmm. like minded mm-hmm. individuals, which you're going to see more on, especially this year's, mm-hmm. in mean, every year, but this year's every year seems to be getting better. The Virtual Design Education Forum, uh, this two day event that mm-hmm. that will have. The like-minded people that that are talking that are going to be talking about these things.
0: Mm-hmm. So is it that your forum is where you're creating your pirate crews for this?
2: Yes, we we need to create a tribe, mm-hmm. and that, and these like-minded people uh, once once they recognize each other, then it'll 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 multiply the effect. But I I am proposing uh, mainly a physical. It has got to be a physical school.
1: Mm-hmm. That. Um... <laughs> that resonates with me. Um, a couple of years ago, I started realizing where the language that I was using in in my head really had an impact on my, my teaching. And once I started reframing and realizing like, if I'm taking care of myself, um, first it was doing, I was doing a lot better with the kids in my class and, um, started to realize, like, if the adults are taking care of themselves, if the adults are reframing how they see the world, it affects the kids. And in that, I started, uh, started thinking about if we could have schools that taught the kids these tools of, of the individual, um, learning at a young age from like all the way up through high school, through college, university, um, they they would be, I mean they'll they they would be taking on the world and changing everything in no time. But absolutely, yeah. But I've I've had a dream of seeing a reform in education.
2: But, I mean, this is this is already happening in a sense mm-hmm. that you know, teaching cannot be any more authoritarian. You know, from mm-hmm. the authority to top, like a pyramid system. It's got to be a collaborative mm-hmm. example. you know when 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 the mind when, when if, if it's authoritarian and the, the kids are afraid you know very well the reptilian system of the brain takes over and this flight or flee there's no learning when there's fear in the classroom mm-hmm. so the systems that used to teach through fear achieve no learning whatsoever but you know this is still not uh, general knowledge <laughs> these, these very uh matter of fact common uh, facts are, mm-hmm. are not general knowledge so, so you mm-hmm. can Cannot be using fear to teach. For example.
0: Yeah, I went to Catholic school. There was a lot of fear <laughs> used to
1: teach. Yeah. Well, and as a teacher too, getting frustrated. Like if I'd get frustrated and overwhelmed, the fear part comes out. Like you need to stop doing that right now. And they weren't responding to me that way. Uh, it was when I started being calmer in the classroom and listening to them and providing them that safe space yeah. that the behaviors turned, they transformed to they were listening, they were having fun. They wanted to do what was going on versus rebelling against me because I'm mad and upset. So, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Absolutely.
0: So, I mean, you've taken some, uh, some bold actions here and we talked, you mentioned a little earlier about some small actions. So what are actions you're currently taking? I know you've got your forum and your podcast um what some of your current bold actions you're taking
2: um well the, i mean the organizing the 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 forum is mm-hmm. is a significant bold action mm-hmm. because it requires a tremendous amount of um um you know of work mm-hmm. and uh this is this is i mean the the, the podcast the, the forum to, to keep all this up and of course uh, taking action in, in my teaching as well. This is, this is what has been happening. Mm-hmm. And of course, talking about sort of the greats, like John Taylor Gatto uh, in education. And of course, right now, uh, exploring uh, Friedrich Froben, who was uh, who invented the kindergarten, and sort of mm-hmm. talking about people that are not very much talked about. Mm-hmm. That there's no point in reinventing the wheel. That's what I'm saying is that we have the knowledge. Mm -hmm. We have the people that have done it, but we choose to ignore them. Mm -hmm. The problem is that we don't need to do any more research. (laughs) We have everything, people have Mm -hmm. come. Rudolf Steiner said, do not teach uh, anything to kids before the age of seven, just art, music, dance, Mm -hmm. because their minds are not developed yet. He said that over 115 years ago. But we still try to teach uh, division to five-year-olds. And They can learn that at seven; mm-hmm. they learn it in, in, in three days. Mm-hmm. But they learn at five, and they feel useless, and they feel they feel they have all these bad emotions. And that's like that's like creating trauma right there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, kids, kids zero to seven. I mean, everybody learns best through play. I'd say even adults do. But that that whole thing with kindergarten is kindergarten was meant to be play as an introduction into school. And I taught, um, young fives. So they were the kids that missed the kindergarten cutoff, but I was teaching them some kindergarten material and yeah, that. You're right. There was a lot of that need already for the perfectionism of I'm not doing this right. I'm unable to like I'm unable to write my name or I'm unable to recognize the alphabet and learning that perfectionism before they even entered school, um, where where really truly what they're meant to be doing is play. They'll learn through the play, and the more play they get, the easier it's going to be for them to pick up on the learning later.
2: I mean, in the UK, there's a test called the 11 Plus, and they, and they tell kids it's going to define your whole life. Mm-hmm. and It's like really, <laughs> but you know, they, they give them that impression, and then of course the kids absorb all that. They say, "Oh my God, this test is going to, to define my whole life." Mm-hmm. Whereas our life is defined by by every breath we take every every day, but nobody tells them this. Mm-hmm. And we got to have an honest conversation with with the kids, with the students, no matter what the age. Mm-hmm. But of course. The work is easier when it's done earlier, and Mm -hmm. it's much harder to undo. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, I receive students with grade anxiety. They have, you know, their whole life is dependent upon this number. And once I tell them that, you know, in my whole life as a designer, nobody's asked me about my grades. Just want (laughs) my portfolio. And it's like, you know, but I have to cure them of grade anxiety. It's hard because they are still they've been, you know, for for, until they're 18s or so. They've been programmed that, especially now, even getting even worse with the GPAs. And you know, when I realized that um, with my grades at school, I wouldn't get into the same university I got in when I, when I got in there because they, w- they were talking more about art design and what you, what you had up here. So they weren't looking about grade. But the current GPA, I wouldn't qualify. Hmm. There's a big problem when we are rejecting... Artists and designers that, that might be dyslexic that might not be measured with, it, with it, that, might, that might not have the best GPA in the world, mm-hmm. but that does not mean that they're, in, that they're not good for art or design.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When I make yeah. these realizations,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it, it gives me even more energy and courage to keep on going and to be talking about these things, because right now, even though we're so much connected, there seems to be a monologue in there's no dialogue. Mm -hmm. everybody seems to be saying the same thing and and there's no information anymore nobody's learning anything Mm -hmm. so the the dialogue is to is to be really asking these hard questions that don't require you know much funding to solve they just require some 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 basic action
0: and what what are those hard questions that need to be asked
2: well (laughs) we've been talking about that you know that we can't we've got to be teaching kids in a different way Mm -hmm. we've got to be uh, creating schools according to kids' learning styles, we, not everybody learns the same way. In in Norway, they have three or four different schools. Mm. And, they, and they and they take it according to each kid's learning style. Mm. They take it to a different school. So not everybody learns in the same way. This current system is, is good for maybe 20% of, of, of the students. But the other 80% are, are measured on, on the same, you know, with the same methodology. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like, Trying to to measure uh, an elephant with how high then the elephant can jump. It, nobody, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, 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 everybody's not the same. Mm-hmm. So that is what we, you know. that's cuts will be created, and and there are systems and there are solutions. that just have to be applied uh, more widespread.
0: Yeah, it really makes sense what you said about like for art and design school or to get continuing education and they're looking at GPAs. So, what does your math scores have to do with how well you, you're you going to, how well of an artist you are? So, that makes a lot of sense.
2: Absolutely. And it, it's getting worse.
1: <laughs> really?
2: Yeah, it, it's a way to exclude. And, and the only way to, to open up the conversation is maybe to talk about some kind of maybe disability, and then you go into the disability area, but it's not this disability. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, you know, I mean, dyslexia, you know, I mean, <laughs> or dyspraxia. The president of the, the, the Dyslexia Society has said that dyslexia doesn't exist in the UK. <laughs> it's just a different way of learning, mm-hmm. you know. Dyslexia is, what, is a different kind of intelligence. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I've taught dyslexic students. I've taught all kinds of with so-called learning disabilities. They're, they're not, mm-hmm. they don't have a disability. Mm-hmm. They're just a different way of learning. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're giving even more uh, intelligent in other ways. So the fact that we called, you know, we say, okay, you have a disability or you have a learning difficulty, you know, we give them all this this difficulty, disability, and mm-hmm. we stick these labels on these kids. It's making, it's making their, their life harder instead of saying, no, no, you have a different way of learning. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, labels. I I would think against labels. That's another one where um, I've had students whose parents were like, do you think they have ADHD? And I'm like, they're five, (laughs) they're a kid. Um, Yeah, or different. and, And when you put that label on whatever it is, dyslexic, ADHD, well, there's multitudes of them now. It Puts the kid in a box where they now look at themselves as I'm not normal. I'm not as good as that kid who has no label, and, and drugs. yeah, uh huh. Oh yeah, and the drugs that they're now on for the rest of their life, and yeah, so much. <laughs> yes, so tol- I'm I'm completely I'm a, I'm on a rebellion against any labels. <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely, it, it, it's not helping. It's not mm-hmm. helping. It's just the, the more, another thing, you know, I create a relaxed atmosphere. That's another thing you have to create a relaxed atmosphere because the, again, there's so much demand. I mean, the, these kids now recently, my students now have been through th- this COVID, you know, sort of situation and, <laughs> and it's been traumatic for, for them, mm. you know? So for example, they, they might have a different kind of the situation at, in their homes different than maybe their, their family has is, is having other difficulties So, you know they, they have gone through so much stress and and, and mental and mental stress so the idea is to create a relaxing environment you cannot have the same demands right now for
1: example mm-hmm.
0: yeah, i can imagine especially with with anything to do with art like you need to be in that down regulated relaxed state in order to get into any sort of, like flow state to create. Because mm-hmm. um, I know, for myself, when things are even, you know, more stressful, or I have more anxiety, the last thing I'm feeling is creative in, in any way, right. So um, it's really important to be able to have that, um, that, like I said, that down regulated, uh, relaxed environment.
2: There is a kind of creative anxiety, but it's a different kind of, it's a different <laughs> yeah. kind of anxiety. It's, it's the kind of the one where you, are, or you, well, you have to do something in order mm-hmm. to go, you know, or you, you're compelled. Mm-hmm. You, and ideally, uh, in an art and design environment, you have to embody and live and breathe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's quite demanding.
0: <laughs> yeah, we... I, um, with the coaching work that i do i work with some uh, musicians and we talk a lot about um like that performance anxiety and that need that feeling of that need for perfection and you know even just by implementing some breath work um to help to down regulate i know my uh, my clients are feeling more relaxed in that performance because um you know when they're when they're stressed and they're like so anxious that they're shaking that makes it really hard to get into a flow in a piece of music to actually connect and perform
2: I mean the the Bauhaus people are talking about the Bauhaus now but do they really want to know about the Bauhaus they Mm -hmm. the Bauhaus they had nutrition they had meditation they for for a while Mm -hmm. it was part of you know you cannot be creative unless you you know look at what you're eating look at look at your breathing uh, practice have some kind of practice with breath work mm-hmm. in order to increase your awareness of course and and this was this was part uh, of the Bauhaus for a while but that part <laughs> it's not being talked about hmm there's a huge conversation in the European Union about the new Bauhaus but do they really want to know do they really want to go that way no it's just about academics it's just about theory it's just about very dry way of dealing with it. Mm. But it's really, it was, a, it was a kind of a community, which, went, of course, at the time went beyond, uh, it, was a, it was a community, that everybody was existing together. Mm. So it was very different. Uh, and the fact that we have all these separations now, I mean, mm-hmm. another difficulty is in many countries, students have to work a lot when they're a student, so they're actually working and studying. They're working two or three days a week. Mm -hmm. it's very difficult right now for them to be fully doing something because they can learn something through work they can learn something through education but it's very difficult to be working and have the anxiety of working a lot Mm -hmm. and studying Mm -hmm. they're not able to focus in that Mm -hmm. way
0: yeah puts an additional financial pressure and stress Mm -hmm. as well when you have to when you have to work i know did that So we, we,
2: we are we are dem- we're asking more and more and more of these kids and they're ever so stressed right now mm-hmm. and of course the the, the the job market is is shifting every single day right now so mm-hmm. we have to give them what well, that's what i'm saying we have to give them more that, that, that's the revolutionary act right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least you know when you show them that you you care and that you know i give extra tutorials i give extra time for for contact outside mm-hmm. like on zoom yeah Mm-hmm. Because they know, if, if, very few take it, but I think because they know they can do it, mm. it it gives them more, it, puts mm-hmm. them, it makes them more relaxed. Because they know they can arrange it some extra tutorial time with me.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed a, a shift since making the changes um, from like your beginning time as teaching to n- now that you've made these changes? Have you noticed shifts in how the students you have now um, re- are versus how they were before?
2: Very good question. I think the changes are primarily inside inside me mm-hmm. in the sense that I can um, better evaluate the energy of the class, the makeup of the class. And that's the most important, you know, there's (laughs) in teaching teacher ed, they talk about lesson plans and, Mm -hmm. you know, earning outcomes and, you know, if the formation that goes out the window, because if you have with the makeup of the class, different makeups of different classes of different nationalities of different circumstances require immediate adaptation. So I think I've become better in uh, perceiving the, the makeup, the dynamics mm. of a particular class, and adapting on the fly, on the spot, mm. my teaching according to the makeup of that of the class. Yeah. You have to look at the kids. Mm-hmm. You can. Once I attended a seminar, which was like, a, you know, and the guy went in. I mean, he was speaking to students in, in, in one of one of my workplaces. I couldn't understand what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. He was talking to himself for an hour and a half. There's no point. You have to consider your audience. Mm-hmm. You have to consider who is there. What do they need in order to take the next step? And really cover all the gaps, make sure that there's no gaps in their learning. So teachers cannot be teaching to the unknown audience or, or talking to themselves. They need to be really looking. Who is <laughs> standing opposite me? Mm-hmm. Who do I have here? I do not have my classmates from when I was a student, because because my classmates from when had more opportunities and, and, and went through a better system. Mm-hmm. I have these specific kids with these specific challenges in their lives, so I need to adapt my teaching. Mm. And I think that's that's the greatest learning that I can take away, you know, over these past twelve years. And of course, yeah, of course. We always have, you know, this, there's always ch- uh, doubts and ch- challenges, but 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 of course there is a, a greater certainty at the same time.
0: Yeah, you need to meet the students where they're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 talk about that a lot in coaching as well. You know, we got to meet our clients where they're at, and we're not trying to talk to them at this level when they're here right now, right? Mm-hmm. We need to we need to come together, and so that the message can be delivered and understood. Um, at the right level. So, yeah, I like what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, So will you tell us some more about your upcoming um, design education forum? I know you talked a little bit about it, um, but yeah, tell us more about it. The the best
2: way for a full experience is to go on the website and I'll be releasing the full program very soon. But the the format, uh, of course, is that there are some keynote speeches So that means that these are these longer presentations at last. I mean, it's very different to doing a physical uh, work, uh, event to, to a virtual event. Mm. Some people are taking the, <laughs> the same amount of time and putting it virtually. You cannot talk for, for the same amount of time, basically. You got to cook for a lot less. Mm. So where a keynote might be an hour to an hour and a half, right now is half an hour max, maximum mm. keynote, uh, then there are presentations. Uh, or ten minute, very short. But of course, that these could be forty minutes, but they are condensed to ten so that people don't get you know tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the most important is that every four speakers there are uh, panels, so mm-hmm. all the speakers from that group go into a panel and answer live questions. So because also the Hopi, I'm using the Hopi platform. I'm not getting sponsorship. <laughs> I'm, I'm paying the Hopi platform. <laughs> they're not paying me. No. They're, they're, they're good ones. Uh, good one. It creates a live um, the simulation of a live uh, event. You know, people can network. Uh, mm-hmm. They can ask uh, live questions, and so the the panels are a great opportunity to sort out any any questions that have that, that have ar- have arisen up that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there will be there's at least one confirmed workshop, uh, which is being done by. Taking the participants to a different uh, room, to a different to a digital digital room, because we had in the first in the first event we had were physical workshops where people went in, in the same area of the conference and they for a while and they went somewhere else for the duration of the workshop. Uh, right now we're going to have yeah workshops uh, that people can go and attend um, during the slots of the event, but they go separately to different area. Uh, but the most important thing is the the panels. Mm-hmm. In the panelists, in my experience, is where something more spontaneous comes up.
1: Mm-hmm. Because some
2: of the talks are live, some are pre-recorded, some people have chosen to go pre-recorded, which is fine, but they're right there in the panel live to answer any anything that, that comes up. And that's mm-hmm. where the more spontaneous things come up. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, I can share all these links with you at, at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can watch fully the last year's event. And, the, and the, on the first year, in 2019, we did have... The first uh, pre-COVID, we had um, just a, web- a webcam, uh, and, and the full is a full nine-hour <laughs> video. Yeah. That people can watch the first one as well. Yeah. So we were we were uh, pioneering we had <laughs> simultaneous uh, YouTube transmission. Mm-hmm. in 2019.
0: So you were ahead of the COVID game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you know, it, it it was it was it was really exciting the first one because the the, the physical event, we got together and the speakers and people, you know, the, 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 the eating together and having lunches and, you know, mm-hmm. the, it was a different atmosphere of course. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Much more connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. But, uh, I mean, last year you know, it was very successful in terms of content
1: mm-hmm.
2: because, because we don't take people, you know, we're not, not doing research. We're doing papers. We're not, do- <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not about that. It's what we're looking for, for from our participants is direct applicable solutions. Mm. To challenge you, so, so some somebody can take something from from the forum and apply it the next day. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what the forum is about. It's not something that oh we oh yes we got this we can do more research no no we're going to take something and right now <laughs> and, and they do this, and they can have it as a takeaway and apply it in their teaching the next day in the teaching and learning the next day. Mm-hmm. So that's what the forum is about, and it's going to be again. I can give you access to the. The full program uh, but it's going to be uh, very very interesting um this year that's
1: cool yeah um i would love to hear too from from the education standpoint i'm very curious about getting to hear new standpoints and what other people are saying
2: so yeah i mean last year yeah. was, was ex- excellent and the whole thing is live you can watch it from the program I have a link We you yeah. follow it through with the program and the videos for free it's open mm-hmm. and it's live. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's on a video, and people can go through the, the forum last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole thing, well, cool. the panels.
1: Nice. Is it available then still after the forum for people to? Yeah. See this, this, year
2: oh. we, this year we've had to uh, put uh, some tickets because of the cost mm-hmm. of the platform and other mm-hmm. expenses that came up. Uh, so there's a symbolic uh, cost to the participant. Mm-hmm. And of course, they can watch it afterwards. Oh. Uh, but it, it's a live event. So mm-hmm. it's represented that, you know, the, the difference between participating live mm-hmm. because they can actually ask, ask questions and engage, and, and, and engage in what's happening. So it, it is a live event, even though it has some, of some of the smaller presentations are pre-recorded mm-hmm. uh, just to save time. And, and some of the participants want it like that, but it's almost like a blended live event. I mean, I- even if I was doing, uh, a physical event, I would still be doing it blended. There would still be online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would still be, um, accessibility online. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So then, where can our listeners go to find out more about you and all of the things you've been up to?
2: Yes, of course. I mean, our website is newartschool.education uh and there are many more links they on uh, we are on itunes on youtube on spotify on google on google podcasts on for design education talks podcast and that's we're almost at 60 recorded episodes uh and there's tremendous amount of material there uh on design on the on designer talks podcast uh as well uh that's on the Chartered Society of Designers website for the video and on Designer uh, designer Talks podcast on audio and iTunes and again the same platforms um, for for the podcast that, that talks about the personalities of the designers. <laughs> and it has different, focus, there's, there's different focuses on the personality and uh, on very, very established designers talking about their life, which is really, really useful. <laughs> Very cool. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And how would you recommend to our listeners who want to start their own pirate journey or their own pirate life? What's your recommendations?
2: Okay, Uh, they need to (laughs) read the book. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. And also, how to be more pirate? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the first and the second. No, Mm -hmm. I mean what you're saying exactly is by is by doing small small things. You got to start small. and, and and have, and, but it starts with a vision. It's like in education, you know, kids right now thinking, okay, what can I do to make money? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not about that. Anything you can do can make money, but nobody tells them this. If Mm -hmm. you're passionate about it, money, money is, is not direct outcome. It's a consequence of doing something you enjoy. Mm -hmm. Nobody tells them this. So small, but with a vision. It's the vision that 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 makes you want to do the small changes. Mm-hmm. You have a vision and you and you live the vision. It's almost like it's already it's already happened. Mm-hmm. Sort of live with that vision, and it, it, that gives you strength to 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 keep on making uh, greater and greater changes gradually. It, it doesn't happen in one day. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, great advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. We have one final question and it's our favorite question. And it, the question is, do you know any pirate jokes?
2: I did, I did read that the question. I, <laughs> I I'm so sorry. I so long <laughs> and hard.
1: Would you like to hear a pirate joke? Oh, please. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so where do pirates buy their hooks? The second hand store.
0: Very good. that's very good. That one's kind of funny Same. yeah
1: <laughs> the cheesier the better, the choosier, <laughs> the better. Oh.
0: well this has been great having you on and talking to you about everything that you're doing here with uh design and art education um so thank you for joining us i know it's uh late in the evening mm-hmm. for you mine, in spain mine,
2: mine. <laughs> you so much for having me it's been a great pleasure Uh, It's fantastic to to have an opportunity to to talk about these things. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to Pirate Living Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. And follow us on Instagram at Pirate Living Podcast to keep up on the latest community news and find out about our coaching programs. And until next time, keep creating good trouble.